0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Tim Dillon Show, live from our studio here in Kiev, Ukraine, where we have moved the show. We followed Joe Rogan to the Ukraine which was stupid mm. in hindsight but in the beginning it sounded very good because he said he was going to do a comedy scene in eastern Europe in uh in Kiev which he said was what he did in LA mm. and he said you could easily replicate that in Kiev that was the pitch right that was the idea he goes we do kill tony from Kiev and then you come and then everybody will move to Kiev and it'll be fun that's what we thought but Egg on our faces because now we're here and there's Russians with tanks in circling us, unfortunately. Um uh, we'll start with a war report up front. Uh it's uh not good uh there, but the Russians uh they underestimated the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians are uh they're tough people. Mm-hmm. And they're not easily, uh, occupiable and they're not an easily occupied people. Um, you know, Jesse Signal, uh, Herzog's, uh, 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 partner, they do an unimportant show at, an, uh, at an unimportant place, but he had tweeted something to that effect that, uh, it's going to be a little tougher to occupy these people than you think. They're not friendly over there, really, right? uh. They're, they're just blowing up these tanks, and Putin's just trying to help these people and get the Nazis out of the country, and they're angry at this, and it's weird. They don't even, like, see the bigger picture. They're running around. They're attacking Russian soldiers. They're blowing up troops. It's crazy because uh, Putin's uh, saying it, we're, there's Nazis over there, and we're just trying to get rid of them because we don't like the Nazis, and The Ukrainian people are, you know, everybody thought, you know, Putin and myself and others were like, when he goes in there, they're going to go, thank God someone noticed these uh, Nazis here. Let's uh, uh, get rid of them, you know. And uh, speaking from America, a country with no Nazis ever, never. No, we had nothing to do with building the Third Reich. We had nothing to do with uh, commingling our financial systems with Hitler at all, at all. Don't even think it. Uh, and we we are just, we hate uh, Nazism in America. We hate fascism. We hate it. That's why we do the military flyovers at the football games, because <laughs> fascism to us is like no good. Um, but they do have some Nazis. Now, obviously, I'm being a little facetious. Google it. But they do have some Nazis over there in that Azov battalion, which um, uh, is not good because they're doing the Sikh heiling, mm-hmm. and they're into the, they're, they like uh, the Azov battalion, And so Facebook is now allowing praise of neo-Nazi Ukrainian battalion if it fights Russian invasion. This is like the Patrice O'Neill bit, you have sexual harassment Mm -hmm. day. Facebook's just gotta reserve a day for everyone to praise the Nazi of their choice. Whether it's the Azov battalion or someone in America, you should have a day to praise the Nazi of your choice on Facebook. There should be one day, just like Patrice said about sexual harassment. You would go in, you go, I can harass you today. I think you should be able to praise a Nazi on Facebook for one day out of the year. I think it's fair. And it shouldn't only have to be the Azov battalion, it could be your neighbor who showed you some weird, cool World War II uh, paraphernalia that he's got. And he's, you know, you could say, hey, man, my neighbor Chucks is a Nazi and today's his day. I respect the hell out of him. He takes in my mail when I'm gone, but he's literally a Nazi. Not all of his ideas are great, clearly, but he's kind of a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Facebook's now allowing for people to just call for violence against Ukraine, against Russians. Mm-hmm. Facebook's allowing people to just basically, the social media company is temporarily allowing some posts to call for death to Russian President Vladimir Putin or Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko. Well, that's not right. Mm-hmm. According to internal emails and content moderators, they're basically saying, let them have it. Let him have it. As a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we have temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate our rules, like violent speech, such as death to Russian invaders. We still won't allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians. Now, who decides what's credible and what's not? There's a large chunk of Russians living in the Ukraine. So by allowing this type of stuff, you might be fomenting some type of... Civil War, which is not what Mark Zuckerberg intended. He just wanted to get his dick wet. He wanted a cool, exclusive... And by the way, could anything be less exclusive than Facebook? But that's how you make billions of dollars, right? You give up the exclusivity, you let everybody in, you start it out, you're like, I just want hot singles that are going places that can communicate with each other. And then later on, you're fomenting a civil war in the Ukraine. And you don't even know how it happens, but it just does. What a life. Now, citing the Reuters story, Russia's embassy in the U.S. demanded that Washington stop the, quote, extremist activities of Meta. The temporary policy changes on calls for violence to Russian soldiers apply to Armenia, Azerbaijan, Estonia, Georgia. Okay, I feel like I'm reading an ad. (laughs) The promo code is not applicable in Armenia, Azerbaijan, Estonia, Georgia, Hungary, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Romania, Russia, Slovakia, and Ukraine except for Donbass. Um, and so now the White House, because there's uh, there's this propaganda in the war, Everybody's uh, has their take on things, right? There's people in America that think that uh, we have, of course, two groups of very rational people here. People that believe that Putin is cool because he's restoring uh, the greatness to the white Christian nation of Russia, which, again, historically has been incredibly godless. But... Uh, Putin, who's devoutly religious now, uh, who was a Soviet his entire life, but but you know a godless Soviet. But some people believe that it's cool because we are the godless West, and there's there's uh, drag queens are reading the Cat in the Hat, and we got all kinds of problems here. And Putin's a strong man, and he's not woke. That's some people. They go, we like him. Who cares? that no one there has any money, and they die at sixty. Doesn't matter. They're not woke. And then we have the other people, the other, the other half of that. Who, again, we have the people that are like, he's great. This is great. Uh, the deaths of uh, women, children, men, everybody, uh, elderly people, the displacement of people. It's all cool, and it's all justified uh, because, you know, they don't have to sit through Oscars speeches that bring up politics, you know, because he's not woke. So this is, it's ultimately not woke, right, to invade a country. It's like the least woke thing you could do. I guess is to uh invade with tanks. Uh and then the other group of people we have here, again, very rational, just go, we just need a nuclear war to show the support. Like we need a no-fly zone, which brings us into direct conflict with Putin. And those people are going, Okay, maybe we'll do a 10-year civil war where we arm the Ukraine, not fight with them or for them, but we arm them with our weapons that they buy. And we uh, arm them, and we just create Syria in Eastern Europe, you know? And then there's people that go, that's not good enough. We need nukes. We need, we need to, to do a real nuclear exchange here. We need to push Putin and see how far he can go. Isolate him, sanction him put, him, put his back to the wall, and let's see if he'll really push the button. We got some sick fucks here. So those are the two crews. We have Putin's awesome... Uh, this is great. We love this. Thank God for this. And then the other side of the people that go, hey, let's have a nuclear war <laughs> to to show our support for the Ukraine. Nothing shows our support more uh, than a nuclear exchange. Both of those uh, aren't uh, helpful. And... Uh, I was going to talk about this too, the White House is briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine. With millions getting their information about the war from TikTok, the administration wants to get its message to the top content creators. This is what I talked about. Mm -hmm. Whatever you think of what Russia did here, whether you think it was justified by uh, the expansion of NATO, uh, with Slavoj Zizek had a good point. He's like, this this, this whole idea is like, yes, some of that led to it, but like, this whole idea that countries should have like a sphere of influence yeah. isn't like any type of principled leftism yeah. or whatever. Not yeah. that this is a leftist show, but it may be today. It started out as a Nazi <laughs> show, and it may be a leftist show, and then by the end, it's a Nazi show again <laughs> to cover all the internet. And then in the beginning, we give you a little neoliberal uh, sushi in the, in the in the in the in the middle, just a little like fun dating taps, and then we we, we oscillate between fascist and uh, communist, <laughs> but. Uh, so the tic tacs because here's what's happening in the Ukraine, and people don't understand it. Nothing, it, 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 it's not conventional war is boring. No one, it, no one cares. It held our attention for 72 hours at most. Couple of missiles, you see the tank, you got the cell phone video, and then the people, all the refugees are running in the ratty little sweaters. It's sad, and we hate it. No good. But after a while, it gets a little like, okay, it's taxing. What do you really want me to do? Well, been there done that, we get it. It's 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 dated. It's retro. War is retro. It's dated, frankly. It's not exciting in the sense that, you know, the images that are coming out of there, it's very European, it's very World War II, it's very period piece, even the clothes they're wearing, nothing's new, nothing's modern. So I'm not really connected to it. I'm not connecting to it. I'm not connecting to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it, what you're doing, and I understand the tanks and the weapons and the stingers and the... bay. But it just feels more like a World War II film that I didn't see, and someone said I should have, but I didn't. And that's the problem because there is no, content. Putin does not have a content strategy. He's got some of the alt-right on his side in America and we got some, uh, you know what I mean? He's got a few people, but he doesn't really have a, a content strategy. Now, one thing you could say about America, we don't educate our people. They die on the streets. Uh, we don't give them retirement. We let billionaires uh, pillage us and then we worship them. Uh, we uh, do a lot of horrible things. We have a massive chaos in the city. We have a crime problem that is, uh, uh, it makes uh, third world country murder numbers look good. Uh, we have uh, organized gangs we have militias storming our government buildings we have uh, congressmen insider trading selling stocks we have uh, an, an insane amount of corruption we have a nexus of uh, national security agencies that are in bed uh, with business people and private defense contractors inching us closer to nuclear war every single minute however we do content baby we make content as Gary V says we don't slack off on the content and if you do you'll see it in your numbers and that's what we're seeing here with putin is that he went in there with tanks and missiles thinking it was going to matter but it doesn't because he doesn't have a content strategy the physical world doesn't matter nearly as much as the digital world i've been saying this on joe rogan i've been ringing this bell and no one listens to me i can't get anything going on the now people have a trump on i'm getting dodged by tulsi gabbard I can't even get Tulsi Gabbard and Darren mar with Trump. I can't even get uh, Tulsi Gabbard here. And I promised her uh, caviar and Russian vodka. And she won't come in. I sent that to her. I said, you come in here and do whatever pro-red thing you want. I don't care. We do a whole thing for you. We bring her in, give her caviar a little Russian vodka, and we play the Soviet National Anthem on repeat. Now, I don't think she's a Russian asset, but it's just funny to imagine that she is. It's funny to think that she is, and I hope she is, because good for her. You got to do say, so- Hey, a career in this business ain't easy, okay? I've been doing it a long time. And whether she's a Russian asset or not, she's out there making content. Now, because, uh, so, Jen Psaki, who's an idiot, by the way, she's an idiot, she's a ginger, everything about her is wrong. Uh, I don't know why we we... Why don't they have a black woman doing press secretary that delivers, like, Mm. fun, like, mm -hmm. you better recognize, like, why not that? Why don't we have, like, a a fun black woman who's like, you better ask somebody. Like, quick, off-the-cuff, just burn you like only a black woman could do. But we got this pale white bitch who's like, well, actually, fun black woman is press secretary. That's what I think. Thursday afternoon 30 TikTok stars top TikTok stars gathered on a Zoom call to receive key information about the war unfolding in Ukraine. National Security Council staffers and White House press secretary Jen Saki briefed the influencers about the United States' strategic goals in the region and answered questions. I mean, can you imagine can you imagine by the way the questions? Like they're answering questions. Can you imagine like um, yeah So, yeah, yeah, can, what's, like, what's, what do they, like, do? What are they, where are they, like, big? Are they, like, are they, like, big on Insta? Or are they, like, what are they, what are they doing? Who, like, are they sponsored? Do they have a brand deal? With Morph, when Morph kicked off James Charles, did they, did they just deal with the Ukraine? Is the Ukraine a cosmetics company? Is the Ukraine a company that will sponsor me? I mean, can you imagine these uh, people and their questions? Because they're answering questions. By the way, can, there's got to be something that Jen Psaki is more important in her day than answering the questions of 15-year-old brain-dead TikTok idiots. There's got to be something going on, but probably not. Um, So they just wanted to brief the influencers about the United States, strategic goals in the region, and answer questions about distributing aid to Ukrainians. So, like, from what I understand, like, this is about pipelines and ports. And, like, Jen Saki had a Zoom call with us, and she told us about, like, She went into, like, a lot of really cool stuff about, like, spheres of influence. And, like, I have a sphere of influence, too. And that's, like, what I've always said. And it's just because when I started making content, I was four. And my parents really helped me. But then, like, by the time I was 12, I was, like, literally one of the biggest people on the platform, And my sphere of influence is huge because, like, I helped so many other young creators and their journeys. And, like, I don't even talk about it because it's not important. White House has been closely watching TikToks rise as a dominant news source, leading to his decision to approach a select group of platforms' most influential names. Can we get who they were? Yes. Do we know who they are?
0: Yeah, so they list them throughout this article. So this is the first guy, Khalil Green. Khalil
1: Green, okay. Are they, I I mean, okay. But
0: some of these guys have like 500,000 followers. They don't have
1: shit. The real TikTokers are out here in LA. Mm -hmm. These these are the people you need getting involved. You need the Mm D'Amelio sisters. You don't need people doing Mm -hmm. news on TikTok. Mm -hmm. You need to find these uh, teenagers and uh, people in their early 20s shaking their ass. Mm. You got to get them talking about the Ukraine. You got to get Tana Mojo doing Ukraine on the tits. This doesn't help anybody. The briefing was led by Matt Miller, a special advisor for communications of the White House National Security Council and Psaki. Um the Washington Post obtained a recording of the call, and in it, Biden officials stressed the power of these creators. Quote, we recognize this is a critically important avenue in the way the American public is finding out about the latest, said Rob Flaherty. So we wanted to make sure you had the latest information from an authoritative, uh, authoritative source. Um. See, this is the whole game here with the misinformation. Everybody's got to stop with the, you know, this is the new thing now. Um, They worked with dozens of top TikTok stars last year to encourage the vaccination. So this is what's happening. So now whether you agree with the vaccination, uh, what you're seeing is the the White House is co-opting our greatest minds and using them against us. Uh, The White House is going to TikTok and using our greatest minds and polluting them with propaganda. Now, whether that propaganda is good, bad, indifferent, whether it's warranted or not. Uh this is what the White House is doing. They are trying to co-opt TikTok. And this is something we should watch. This is important. People don't think it's about but this is the content strategy mm. that Putin lacks where you know some of these Russian TikTok stars should also be He should be having a call with the Russian TikToks. Can you imagine explaining that to Putin? Going, I know you come from like another era. He's like, listen to me. Can you sit down for a minute? I understand all of that. I understand your concerns about the convoy. But here's really what it is. We need you to call into Red Scare. Red Skit, do you watch Succession? Do you what listen, it's the missiles, it's irrelevant. I'm asking you right now, are you unfamiliar with Red Scare or are you just pretending to be unfamiliar with it? <laughs> listen, you need to call in there and get your point of view across. Okay? Yeah, they're like from here, Red Scare. They like one of them's families, like from there. So, like, now, and by the way, I want to speak about these oligarchs, too, for a little bit because this is very troubling to me. I want you to Google Alisher Uzmanov. These people are being treated like uh, like uh, like second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. Look at this man. This is a man after my own heart. Look at this man, okay? This guy, and get his yacht up. Mm-hmm. He looks like Stavros a little This guy's, this guy's yacht. Look at this man's yacht. Look at this yacht. Look at this. Dilbar, the world's largest motor yacht, is owned by Alisher Uzmanov. They are making these people flee on these yachts. Italy has taken two of them, I believe, two of these yachts, and they are, uh, you know, what's the term here? They're impounding them or they're
0: they're confiscating them? I would say uh, impounding them. They're uh, they, they haven't really like uh, like arrested anybody or anything, but like they've just they just taken two them. days They're ago. N- here
1: are the mega yachts belonging to Russian oligarchs. Let's go through the. Oh no, it's Business Insider. I don't even want to get. Well, I don't like them, but they wanted to run a hit piece on me, and they didn't. Oh right, they All didn't. Right. So, but but because but, the guy ended up quitting. But um, Italy seizes Russian oligarchs' five hundred thirty million dollar mega yacht. There we go. We're talking euros, but. I mean, let's talk about this here because I don't know that I'm for this. I'm a big fan of the Mega Yacht. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Mini Yacht is there's never enough outdoor space. Mm-hmm. You, do you Have you s- you've seen these yachts? Because a lot of the yachts, what you do is it's, it's so luxurious inside, but there's not a ton of outdoor space. And when you were boating, you want a lot of sun and you want a lot of space. And with a lot of the yachts, and you could spend... 80, 90 million on a boat, and you still don't get the outdoor space you need. What's great about a mega yacht is is the proportion, the proportions of the boat. You do get more outdoor space. Italy's financial police seized a $530 million super yacht belonging to Russian oligarch Andrei Igorovich Melenchenko. A spokesperson for the Italian government said today, the vessel was seized on Friday in the northeastern port of Trieste. Uh, among the world's largest. He's one of the oligarchs subject to sanctions following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. According to the EU, he, quote, belongs to the most influential circle of Russian business people with close connections to the Russian government. As such, he is, in quote, in economic sectors providing a substantial source of revenue to the government of the... But they're not taking these yachts to the Ukraine Mm -hmm. and using them to launch attacks. Mm -hmm. These are not boats designed for war. They're boats designed for pleasure. So my question is, this is clearly not military artillery. Are we just doing this to make their lives difficult? Alisher Uzmanov, he he said he was quoted. He goes, I'm not even what you'd call an oligarch. Get that up. He goes, I don't even know what this is. He goes, I'm like confused here. I mean, this is great. I mean, this is uh, here, right here.
0: Where does he say it? Right here. Right
1: here, yeah. <laughs> never, he goes, he goes, listen, I was never what you could call an oligarch. The Russian billionaire on work with Putin, his Premier League plans, and making a fortune in the 90s. And this is from January. Hmm. So this guy, and this wasn't even during the war. Right. You know, but he's like, hey, man, he's got like 17 billion. He's like, I don't even know what this is about. Bro, like, I love this guy. Get it, get it. Uh, let's get a, another image of him. Yeah, he's great. He's phenomenal. And what is my beef? Like, I don't know that I have a beef with him. And I don't know that we have to take his yacht. I mean, this is a guy. I, is there a person out there that I'm going to get along with better than this guy? This is the problem with politics. Is there someone that I would have a better time at a dinner with than this man? The answer is no. This guy or Zelensky at a dinner? No brainer. Mm. No brainer. They're freezing the guy's assets. He's probably got a little on the side, I hope. God, I hope he's got a little on the side. He has assets frozen by EU over ties to Putin. It's it's just unfortunate. LinkedIn jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken terms and conditions apply. By the way, so Zelensky right now, he keeps calling for the no fly zone, mm-hmm. calling for jets. Mm-hmm. He's calling for things that you, you go, Hey man, we can't do any of this. And he still just won't stop. And, we support Ukraine. They should be able to determine their own future They're a sovereign country. And I think the invasion is monstrous. But I also believe that, like, you can't keep asking for a World War III. You got to take a deal here, buddy. Take a deal. Of course, you're not going to like the deal. But that's okay. Take a deal. And by the way, I want you to get up something right now because everybody's like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? I want you to get up a word document right now because I believe in the power of the sternly worded letter. I've always believed that. Think of when you were coming home. You know, when a teacher tucked a letter in your pocket or your backpack that had mm-hmm. to go to your mother? How terrified were you on the bus? Mm. You were terrified, and then you got home. Maybe you were a latchkey kid, and you got to... Uh, it's like going home with the report card when there is a note that you know your mother has to read from the teacher, and you can't even open it, you don't know what it really says. And sometimes you know what it says because you watch the teacher write it, and you're like, if I don't give it to my mother, I'm more than fucked because the teacher's going to call because the teacher will tell you, I'm calling to make sure she read it. Dear Vladimir Putin, okay. right now, because enough's enough, Dear Vladimir Putin. Hey, buddy. Now, what hey buddy does is right off the bat, he's wondering, is the are they is am I really his buddy? Because when someone says hey buddy, it's kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like your brother says it nicely, he was a like, hey buddy, but a lot of people don't. Uh hey, buddy, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a kind of an aggro move, right? So you go, "Hey, buddy!" So right off the bat, right off the bat, he's on the defensive. "Hey, buddy!" Next line. Okay. The war in Ukraine. You don't do that, Ben. You indent. Oh, don't you know how to write? Well, we already
0: did deer. So then we did we do another indent? I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well, because "Hey, buddy" is its own thing.
1: Okay. Okay. Hey, buddy. The war in Ukraine is ridiculous. This is not your best moment. In fact, it's literally one of your worst. It's not so much the bombing or the shelling. It, ben, can you fix it? Sorry. It's not so much the bombing or the shelling of civilian of heavily civilian areas. If anyone understands that, we do, LOL. Because you want to you mm-hmm. also, like, build rapport. If anyone understands that, we do, LOL. The reality is that this is now fucking with everybody's money. And we know that was never your goal. But that is what is happening. So please cut it out before we're all broke and no one has enough money to kill. Signed, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Barry Weiss. Signed, Barry Weiss. Read it back.
0: Dear Vladimir Putin. Hey, buddy. The war in Ukraine is ridiculous. This is not your best moment. In fact, it's literally one of your worst. It's not so much the bombing or the shelling of heavily civilian areas. If anyone understands that, we do. LOL. The reality is that this is now fucking with everybody's money. And we know that was never your goal. But that is what is happening. So please cut it out. Before we are all broke and no one has enough money to kill. Signed Barry Weiss.
1: You're telling me that has no effect? I doubt it. You're telling me that has no effect if it goes over there and he realizes what he's doing. He's mm. fuck with everybody's money. We're all trying to build death machines here. We're all trying to do it. We're all trying to run Ponzi schemes in the financial sector. We're all trying to bilk uh, sick people for insulin money. Mm. We're all trying to fuck over the poor. And and we're all trying to do this, and this guy's getting in the way now because he's fucking our money up. With the gas prices high, how are we going to drive all the kids to the private prisons? You know how much it costs now to drive a group of kids to a private prison? You know the cost of everything's going to go up, not just gas, plastics, metals. Mm. The restraints that we put those kids in ain't cheap. The materials to make the restraints that we put our children in when we ship them to a private prison are not free. So this is fucking everybody's money up. When we fly some mission to go bomb someone, is that gas on the house? No. Okay? When the police are doing ride-alongs in different neighborhoods looking for people to kill, they have to have gas as well. Do you understand that? Are you not with that or is something wrong with you? Okay? When a realtor drives a young couple around so she can trick them into buying a house they can't afford... And they take out a mortgage that they can't pay back and they spend the next 10 or 20 years of their life mired in hopeless depression and addictions to just drag themselves out of bed to go to the jobs they hate to spend the money to pay that mortgage while their children are literally masturbating on OnlyFans for money. Who puts the gas in the car to get that going? So what I'd like you to do, Mr. Vladimir Putin, is realize how hard it is for everybody to participate in the society that we've set up here with a high price of fuel. It's unfortunate. I want to read about this thing. A guy got fired for reading a book about butts. Butts. Really? Okay. Yes. He read a book about butts to a couple of second graders and they fired him. It's in the New York Times, which I got. I hope you subscribe to him or, or you're getting hit. No, I, I did it all. Uh did you subscribe to the Cleveland Plain Dealer?
0: That one I did not. <laughs> that one I did not. <laughs> the Cleveland Plain
1: Dealer. It's a real paper. I'm when sure When I it go, is. when I do hilarities and mm. I, I eat at Slime's, where they get you a corned beef sandwich at eight AM and then they have the Cleveland Plain Dealer there. You could get corned beef hash, okay. or you could get a Reuben, and they uh, they give you the Cleveland Plain Dealer. There's a great um, uh, photo on my Instagram of pancakes at Slimens on the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Toby Price, an assistant principal at an elementary school in Mississippi, read a book called "I Need a New Butt" to children. Mm. Uh, read the book to a glass of second graders over Zoom. I'm a firm believer that reluctant readers need the silly, funny books to hook them in. And they fired this guy. This is what I mean. Things starting to get crazy. Okay. It was read across America Week and the second graders in the Heinz, Hins, Heinz, who cares... School District in Mississippi that's underfunded. We're waiting for an administrator to read to them. The administrator has forgotten it was her turn, said Toby Price, the assistant principal at Gary Road Elementary School in Hines County, who was in his office at the time. He decided to fill in. So Mr. Price, 46, quickly grabbed the book, quote, I Need a New Butt by Dawn McMillan, one of his children's favorites, and began reading it to the roughly 242nd graders over Zoom. Later that day on March 2nd, the district superintendent, Delicia Martin, called him into her office and told him he was on administrative leave. Mr. Price said he was fired two days later, accused of violating the Standards of Conduct section of the Mississippi Educator Code of Ethics. Now, they probably think it's a trans book in Mississippi, what do you mean you need new butt? You got the butt that God gave you. Trans people aren't even getting new butts. But she said the book was inappropriate. The superintendent called the book inappropriate. She particularly took issue with the references to farting in the story and how, quote, the book described butts in various colors, shapes, and sizes. example, fireproof, bulletproof, bombproof. And Miss Martin called Mr. Price unprofessional for having selected the book. This guy's been an educator for 20 years. He has hired a lawyer and he's going to fight this. But this is how crazy it's getting out there. This is a little wacky. Can you get this book up? I need a new butt. Mm-hmm. And let's see how bad this is. Maybe I'm wrong. This is one of those things where I could have egg on my face when we get to page three of the book and we realize it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's go to, I uh, need a new butt. A young boy suddenly notices he has a big problem. His butt has a huge crack. So he sets off to find a new one. So here's the, it's a silly book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This isn't a young boy uh, finds out he has a a big problem that he doesn't want his cock anymore. It's that his butt has a crack, which all butts do. That's the bit. Mm. Um, Will he choose an armor-plated butt, a rocket butt, a robot butt? Find out in this quirky tale of a, uh, quirky tale of a tale. Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which features hilarious rhymes and delightful illustrations. Is there any way we can read a little bit uh, of this? Is can there preview a preview? This here. Let's preview it. Okay. So, here's the. Uh, cover so, this here. is the book that this guy was fired for reading to the kids, which I don't understand. Okay. I Need a New Butt by Don McMillan, illustrated by Russ Kinnaird. Okay. Again, okay, there's a uh, a boy. He's looking his butt, and he goes uh, in the uh, mirror. I need a new butt mine's got a crack in it the CIA put crack in black communities in the 80s and then denied responsibility for it okay well this now is a little different than what I was led to believe I I thought this was mainly a fun book about butt cracks all right let's go to page two I'm sure it gets better okay did I do it on a slide? He's going down a water slide. Oh, uh, where
0: he got the crack in his
1: butt. Got right. It. Yeah, yeah. Or on the banister inside. Hmm. Or when I jump my BMX. Or with the fart that happened next. Of course, the fart. That's what blew my butt apart. Split the thing clean in two. Now I wonder what to do. I don't really trust the Jews. This is not, see, this is the problem. They sneak in. They sneak in these little things. I need a new one, a green one or a blue one, but not a brown one. See, I don't, again, obviously I'm being silly and stupid. This is a fine book. And can you believe this guy got fired for this? He was fired for reading a dumb, silly book because he wanted the kids to be interested in it. He goes, listen, you can't read the war and peace. McDonald's ice cream woes have inspired memes. We've done that already. That just caught my eye. They're bringing this back, I guess. Why? Well, I just, you know... See the whole thing is McDonald's a malfunctioning ice cream machine, but we all know what it is. Mm. Um, they they have to clean it. It takes a long time to clean. I mean, supposedly, but that that's the the party line. Mm. That's the the company story here. But we don't know if that's true or not.
0: Oh, and, that company's suing McDonald's now. Okay,
1: what which company that
0: makes the uh, makes the. Um the uh, ice machines? cream machines, yeah, and the well, manufacturer. Of the why ice cream are they machines. suing? They're saying you, you stop lying to people. Uh, it's accusing the chain of working with the Taylor Company, the manufacturer of its ice cream machines, to libel Quiche while simultaneously trying to copy its
1: technology. Huh? You can't trust McDonald's. Ron DeSantis, by the way, is at a war with Disney over the "Don't Say Gay" bill because mm. he said Disney's woke. And the "Don't Say Gay" bill, by the way, th- that I have a funny bit on it now on stage, but. From what I looked into it, it's just you can't in- instruct the kids on gender theory before uh, they're three or ki- something. Kindergarten it's like third grade. to
0: second grade. Yeah,
1: who disagrees with that, really? Who needs, mm. what are we doing
0: there? And there already wasn't a curriculum in place uh, in that state. Yes, yeah, so it was like, don't
1: bring that. in a new curriculum yeah. to teach people, to, to teach uh, seven-year-olds mm. about gender. Theory. It just doesn't need to happen, mm. right? It doesn't need to happen. Nobody thinks it needs to happen. Mm. Um But this really gets to the heart of the uh, problem where uh, there is this argument uh, that I would be very sympathetic to, that a lot of kids when they are young that experience uh, some type of gender dysphoria, if it's not major gender dysphoria, a lot of them will end up just kind of being gay, perhaps. They will not feel the need to physically alter themselves. Some will. Mm. Some are probably genuinely 100% trans. But if a six-year-old wears a dress, they could be experimenting, they're having fun. Maybe they end up being gay. It may not be uh, something that is really indicative of how they want to live the rest of their life. I think that's a pretty rational, sane position. I don't think it's a crazy, turf, insane position, which, again, is... You know, another word that we've made up to just, you know, if you recognize any biological difference between a man and a woman, you're a turf. And again, the vast majority of people do recognize those differences. And that isn't at all a rejection of trans identity or or trying to hurt trans people. Now, there are some people that make it their entire brand. They speak about nothing except the differences between men and women, which is, you know, it's maybe a little suspect, a little sus, where it's like the only thing you talk about over and over again. And they do it on both sides. Well, where are the trans people in the Ukraine gonna go? And it's just every single minute is trans, 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 trans. Are there detransitioners in the Ukraine? What about them? What about the people who cut their tits off in the Ukraine and want their tits back? And you go, why is this every day, all day, every minute, every minute? Every second of the day we're doing this over and over again, because I guess it's just this is some people's beat. And I understand, and there's people that have written uh, really interesting stuff about it. And I understand that. And it, it, it does seem to be more and more of the culture. It's more and more of an issue. People are fighting about it more and more. And it, it's, it, I'm a very who cares person on this because, uh, number one, I don't have children. Number two, if I had children, um, I would, you know, I would not want them altering their bodies until they were old enough really to fully make that conscious choice. And I've said that before. I don't think that's a a, 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 a trans um, exclusionary point of view. Now, are there parents that would disagree with me and go, no, my child genuinely feels that going through puberty would be abuse. And they and and and, and because they are super trans there should be a council to just decide if your kid's really trans. Like there should be a, a, like a council of people that go like, you are legit. There are some kids that are trans. If there's like a four year old with like a beard and she's like, yo bro, what up? I'm like, all right, just let her not have the tits. But a lot of them, you feel like they're just experimenting. You know, I could have been trans when I was young. Like, I was, I had, like, very, like, feminine uh, qualities. You know, a lot of people do. I still do. Most men I know have feminine qualities now. Like, and they have sex with women. So th- this idea that reducing everything to this very simplistic understanding of everything, I just, I just, I get a little worried when the pharmaceutical companies get in bed with everybody and they go, they, they need these and that and the hormones and the pills. And some kids do. Some kids are genuinely trans. And there needs to be a way who decide that, like, why doesn't J.K. Rowling, instead of just, again, with the man, woman, man, woman, do a new Harry Potter book about a council of people who decides which wizards are trans or not when they're children? You know that hot... Where you go to Gryffindor or Slytherin? Because the sorting hat knows you better than you know you. Well, the we need a sorting hat for trans kids to find out who's really in and who's out. Because you can't get well, you can't get the tits back, right? You can get implants, yeah. You can't get. you just get it back anyway? Yeah. Can't you just explain to the kids if if you don't want titties, but you might get the titties later? But then the problem is you take all the hormones, and you're like, oh. But I think if the top stop taking them, it'll wear off too. But I don't know. Maybe these uh, hormones and pills aren't nearly as effective as I think they are.
0: Uh, yeah, you got. You have to keep taking them. You have to. It's it's a regimen. I so believe. I don't want to speak for uh, the.
1: Transition, but so let's but. say you're 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 a kid, and mm-hmm. you 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 transition kind of. Mm-hmm. But I guess that does fuck up your body if you don't go through natural puberty for sure. Yeah, probably. Because my yeah, that's right. But my whole thing is this: like. I'm, I'm almost a fan of the take a tit, leave a tit model. You ever see the take a book, leave a book? <laughs> it's our last episode. But do you ever see what I mean here, take yeah. a book, leave a book? Mm. Where uh, usually the crazy old librarian witch women will put out a bowl of books, mm. like, outside of their homes. Or outside of some place of business or something and there'll be a take a book leave a book and the the idea there is that you take a book and replenish it with a book that maybe you finished to promote reading in the community i'm almost a fan of the take a tit leave a tit where can we make it easier and cheaper for people to just get tits whenever they want or take tits away because the problem is how expensive this all is. Isn't that the issue here? Isn't expensive. it expensive? Because it, you can't just walk in there and get uh, uh, the poon made into a peen. It's a little bit of dough. Mark Norman had a great joke. He's like, you call a lot of these people brave. Caitlyn Jenner's brave. She's just rich. Yeah. It was a Mark Norman joke. It's a brilliant joke where it was like, it's not, it, some people just don't have that ability is my point.
0: Because insurance doesn't cover these uh, procedures often, Right.
1: For sure, but my my thing is it gets messy when it's kids because kids don't know what they're doing. You know, they don't know. The kids don't really know, and they might regret it. Some of them might regret it. Some of them do regret it, right? There's all these detransitioners. Katie Herzog's written 15 novels about detransitioners, and they've been translated into many different languages. She wrote a war and peace-style novel in Russian about detransitioners. It was war and peace, but what if everyone had detransitioned? They were trans and then went back. Um, So that's my whole thing on this. I think kids need to be kids. I think adults need to leave kids alone. We have a weird society now where adults are all over children and telling them what to do and who to be and how to believe. I think children need to figure out who they are. I think kids are going to figure out if they're gay, if they're trans. They need to figure that out with their, with their own life. I don't think that we need to... Impose a value system on children uh, that are too young to completely understand what decisions they're making. I've said it a million times. I'm just wondering if there's a happy medium. I'll take a tit, leave a tit. Is there a happy medium? What about instead of the operation, let them dress? What about realistic prosthetics? Here we go. Give them a cock that's like a like a fake cock. Oh. Right? Like Mr. Potato Head or like, something? Like yes. Instead of doing anything medical, give them jelly tits and a, or a fake cock or something. No, I'm dead serious it's funny because you can laugh at it, but instead of doing something that's irreversible, why don't you give them like a more realistic bot like a suit to wear? Mm. Is that not a good idea? Like, oh, you think you're a dude? Here's a fake cock. Now, in a few years, you might want a real cock or you might take this off and go, I don't want the fake cock anymore. It's not a bad idea. Has anyone pitched this? Probably. But it's a happy medium, right? It. If your son wants to be a chick, instead of doing something irreversible medically, do like a missed Doubtfire fire every morning where you make him into the woman he wants to be. If you had a son, it'd kind of be, I mean, listen, unless you're really homophobic, mm. and I'm I'm sure not every dad would be thrilled about. It. Not every dad would be thrilled about making their son doing your son drag every morning. But it could be fun. You buy him little um the leopard coat and uh, you know, you don't want to make it buffoonish, but they shouldn't be without style now is that a happy medium now like and 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 the dad might not like it And as the dad's putting the wig on and doing the makeup and the, the mom might go listen you think this is you don't like this well the other option is something irreversible medical that we can't afford and the dad goes i guess you're right and he adjusts the wig and he puts the lipstick on i mean literally who cares I'm one of the, the most progressive people when it comes to gender because I don't care. Men, women, hermaphrodite. I've had friends that I consider hermaphrodites even though they're not. I have friends where like, I, I know women with like beards. I've, I've been friends with like women with beards. Me and Giannis used to talk about like Italian women in Long Island are all kind of trans. They're like, Ugh. they're all very masculine. Like I, this whole idea of this gender, is this rigid thing. I do find antiquated and outdated. So, I'm just wondering if there's a happy medium or if there is not a happy medium. I don't, I don't really know. Anyway, let's plug some of these dates because yeah. this is the end of the tour. It's the end of the road, and then I'm transitioning to someone who's not on the road. Brea Improv on Sunday. Come out, California, in the mall at Brea. We're having fun. Wednesday, March sixteenth. Some tickets available for Toronto. March eighteenth, Baltimore, Maryland. March Saturday, March nineteenth, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thursday, March twenty fourth, Nashville, Tennessee. Saturday, March twenty sixth, Denver. Special taping, early show, late show. Wednesday, March thirtieth, Glasgow, Scotland. Saturday, April sixth. Go to Scotland. Buy those tickets. Mm -hmm. We're not doing great over there. Please uh april saturday april dublin early and late shows in ireland then monday april 4th the uk wednesday april 4th the uk uh, i'm sorry monday wednesday april 6th uk april 6th late show in the uk here are some new dates thursday jacksonville florida at the florida theater friday april 15th charlotte north carolina april 16th new orleans louisiana april 17th dallas texas April 18th, Austin, Texas. God help us. April 21st, the Chicago Theater, the home of Lightfoot, Mm -hmm. the great. Friday, April 22nd, Houston, Texas. Saturday, April 23rd, Cincinnati, Ohio. Sunday, April 24th, Northfield, Ohio. And um, that is it. And those are the dates. And then we're going to Australia, by the way. This is a big news. We don't have the tickets on sale yet, but we're going the last week of April, in the first week of May to Australia, please, it's going to be very, very exciting. But timdilloncomedy.com, we have all the links there for you guys to get uh, tickets for the UK and US shows. And when we put Australia on uh, the line, we will, be, um, we will have that for you as well. So we're very excited about all of that. And then we're wrapping up. And then we're going to spend... Spring the summer and really the fall, chilling out on the internet, maybe building some new material, and then we'll hit you guys later with more material, better, uh, you know, a live show. We're going to do the live podcast a little bit this summer, a very small mini tour of the live podcast this summer. Tiny little tour, five or seven cities, probably in August, and we're just going to be doing the podcast live. We're going to plan those shows out uh, so me and Ben can Uh, Come see you uh, there. Um, As always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, This is a great letter that should be sent to Vladimir Putin immediately if we have an interest in ending the war, which uh, we don't. We probably don't because everybody likes war. War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's what they say. Um, uh, Tim J. Dillon on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow me, patreon.com slash the Tim Dillon Show. If you want bonus content, we upload one Patreon a week and we are doing our higher tier, the Rothschild tier. We're doing that episode this week. You guys will have it. We apologize for lateness. The problem is, of course, we've been on the road. When the road slows down, it's, everything's a lot easier. Um... We hope that uh, everybody is doing well. We hope that you're not uh, too affected by the economic uh, realities that are emerging because of this Ukraine uh, crisis. Uh, it's affecting all of us, whether you're an oligarch or a young detransitioned child. Everybody needs the gas to get up and do what we do in this country, which is go through the drive through at Raising Cane's. Good night.